Welcome to On Topic Retro. I'm John Cummins. Joining me tonight is Philip Paulson. And tonight we're talking Donkey Kong, or Mario vs. Donkey Kong, Miniland Mayhem. So how are you doing tonight, Philip? I'm doing pretty good. I have much to talk about. My only sadness is that I appear to be the only person that wants to talk about it except for you. But Yeah, I was really hoping with all the uh, chatter early on that everybody excited to play it that I would have had more of a turnout. But slowly but surely, I think everyone kind of dropped off unexpectedly. Yeah. Um, even I... Uh, gave away a, a copy of this game too. I forgot about that. We that. would get some more involvement. Yeah. Who'd you give <laughs> it to? You weren't the one that won it. I think I gave it to Preston and, and the community. I think it, uh, Presto the Magnificent, I think, won. And he didn't even um, come. Can't believe it. Oh, I think he I think he was going to. He probably forgot about it. He had mentioned something about it in Discord at some point. Uh, he mentioned that he only got to Attraction 2, I believe. Uh I think that's what I mentioned. Or that might be someone else. Yeah. Well, and he all, I also don't know how long he uh, had the game for. Because I, when I send it out, I think the month had already started. So right. I'll, give, I'll give him a little uh, leeway on that. I, but, for, uh, the reason I actually entered yep. the contest, was despite having the game as a child, is that my copy doesn't work. It won't work in the DS. I had to buy a separate cartridge, uh, which I slotted into my own case, uh, but I had to buy a separate cartridge because uh, my old one, something happened to it, uh, and I tried fixing it, but I think something rotted on the connection. So Yeah. DS games are kind of tough. They're hard to get open and, and mess with. And then you can only do limited cleanup on the actual contacts on the that are exposed. Yeah, none of my so other. I can see that. It blindsided me though, because none of my other DS games have broken down, and I tested them all after learning that it doesn't work. Hmm. Yeah, I've had I've bought a couple that I've had to work on in order to get them to work, but I do. They are getting getting some age on them. I do hope there is a way to fix. The cart, I gave up on it, but I do hope that eventually I fix it because it has my childhood save date on it, and I'm very curious to see how far I got. I actually don't know how far I got as a kid. Nice. Well, at any point, if you give up working on it, you can send it my way, and I can try to see what I can do for it. I already gave up on it, so I might just do that immediately after recording this. (laughs) Well, and I mean, that kind of segues us into the next part. I mean, if you can go ahead and talk about your childhood experience and your current experience. I know you, you a hundred percent of the game for this, so you should have lots to talk about. Well, I have a lot to talk about. I was thinking some of it would happen during the gameplay section. I made a few edits to the document. Uh, so I'll probably talk about, here's the deal. I'll talk about my childhood experiences now, and I will probably try and delve into the game, into what I experienced this time, uh, when explaining how the game works. Uh, That sounds good to me. So, as a kid, 
I definitely got through the game. I beat it once. I can I I have memories of like the final level, like the final Ferris wheel. Uh, yep. So I know that happened. I also did quite enjoy it. I remember thinking very highly of it. Uh, and I always was somewhat confused because I I've seen in recent years a lot of people really pine after the original Mario vs. Donkey Kong and its style of gameplay. Uh, and I was always confused because I'd always, at the very least, looked back fondly, uh, even if I couldn't remember a ton of specifics, I always looked back fondly on this game. I have some particular memories about Attraction 6, and I found them kind of difficult on this playthrough too, so I'm presuming that I just have trouble with that level, and its main gimmick being the body spike things that just try to kill you yep uh, oh yeah and so i have some memories of that but overall a lot of it's very fuzzy uh this is pretty old i was seven when the game came out uh so a lot of it's uh quite old memories i even though i had beaten the game i didn't remember plus mode existed uh until it happened and yeah, but I absolutely did. Uh, I absolutely messed. I do remember a little bit the online, which is good because we can't do that anymore. So there's going to be nothing about the online in the, in the experiences. But I don't remember. I, I remember making a level and I actually recreated that level because the level editor still works. So I recreated that level. I'll talk about that later. Uh or I recreated it as best as I could from memory. I have footage of me beating it that I took with my iPhone, but it was too big to put on Discord. So no, you're just going to have to trust me. I beat it. Uh, it wouldn't be <laughs> complete. On the, I took a picture of it. I took a small video of it after completion. And trust me, it would not say complete if I hadn't play tested it and beaten it myself. Uh, but I recreated it. Editor was pretty crazy. Like I think you could have up to like 160 levels on there per cartridge or something like that. Yeah. There were a few levels on the cartridge I bought. They weren't any good. Uh, so shade on the person <laughs> who previously owned this. Uh, they were kind of garbage, and most two of them were incomplete, and one of them was a straight line. But like you go on one pipe, and it wasn't hard. But <laughs> beyond that, uh, no. I, I, I remember playing, I don't remember many details, but I played some online levels. And I want, uh, I want to talk about that because it's, that's an experience that's literally lost. But all I can remember is I think that was where, I think that was where I encountered auto Mario levels before I got Mario Maker. Yeah. I mean, this, technically this whole game is auto Mario. You just have to manipulate the level to make it work. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of makes the, idea of making auto mario levels kind of stupid <laughs> but but they yeah. were easy they were possible because you can start them on conveyor belts and they'll automatically start uh i don't remember much uh, like i i definitely browsed around and played a few levels uh there was also i read in the manual there's a setting where like they had like level contests that they called challenge mode i don't remember if i did anything for that I also don't remember if I uploaded my level. Like I think I tried to, but it says there were hand but it says in the manual that levels are hand moderated. So I have no idea if it went through. 
So if you, if you heard yeah. on a level that used a lot of springs as a child, that was me. Uh, yeah. The, um, the, what was I going to say? I wonder if there is a community out there that still does online. Like I love- there are some dead online uh, stuff for like the Wii that people have redone. Uh, I, I know that I was talking to Seth, $2 hero, and they have a community that still does Mario Kart. Wii uh, yeah. racing online. I knew about that. And I, I did look, so I looked for one. I couldn't find any. Uh, and I don't think it exists uh, just cause it's more of a niche. Yeah. thing. But local, it could be. you can still uh, transfer levels over download play. So like if we were to meet in person, you could download my level off of it. You wouldn't want to. It's, it's, you wouldn't want to. Well, that's, but that's what we'll have to do. One day, we'll, everybody from the Discord will have to meet up and we'll have to download each other's Mario vs. DK levels to play. Perfect meetup. Uh, and annoying again, you can download levels. I if I'm. It's another reason I'm disappointed that my cartridge isn't accessible because I probably downloaded some of those levels. I probably have user-based levels downloaded and now unaccessible because one of the, there's like, you can like see it. There's like a little like blemish on the context and I'm not sure if it's fixable, but it's very, very annoying. Whenever you put in the DS, it just says save data, cannot load, turn off the DSi and try again. And I'm very, I'm very, because like, I would love to not only see the original version of the level I created, but also see legitimately downloaded levels. Cause Yeah. Like cause all I have now is something numbers. that's lost. Yeah, I I think there is this genuine sadness of the fa- of how much is lost when these systems go down. And you could argue there's not a lot of worth in the mass amount of user-created levels, but I find it very sad. Uh, a bit of a minor tra- tragedy. Yeah, and I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but I'm, we and we ta- also talked about this earlier before we started recording, but this game only got to see about four years of online play before they shut it down completely. Yeah. Which, you know, compared to some online communities today, that's not a whole lot of time. That also means, because uh, it shut down in 2014, that I had to be, at at max, I could be 11 years old. And that's, they have to be at least that old or older. Because yeah. it shut down before then. Exactly. Yeah, the, the, you know, that was eight years ago when they shut it down. So it's quite a bit of time there even. Yeah. But um, as far as my experiences go, I did play through this game when it originally released. I don't have a whole lot of memory from playing it. I just know that I enjoyed it. Um, so I, I started back a new playthrough. Didn't quite make it all the way through the game. I, I probably made it about halfway through the uh, standard levels. So not quite as far as I wanted to, but I definitely looked back and, and kind of use the internet as a guide to uh, look at the rest of it before talking about it and to kind of refresh my memory. And I definitely, I think I actually enjoy these a little bit better than the original Mario vs. Donkey Kong on Game Boy Advance, which is kind of weird because as we kind of mentioned earlier, a lot of people have the opposite opinion. And 
Um, definitely replaying it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, uh, I made sure that I hundred percent at each level before I moved on and what I did play, which as we get into talking about the gameplay some more, you realize that some of the DK boss fights are just stupid, unfair when it comes to trying to get all of the, the metal and the, um, uh, what is it? The ribbon or whatever, <coughs> or, or what is it? Card. I think well, it's, it's card. not a card. It's the there's trophy. a medallion and then there's trophy. Oh. Yes. Uh, the card. So you can't get the trophy in the level. The trophy is like the perfect bonus for getting everything. We'll go into the yes. scoring system well, later. Yeah. yeah, we can do that. But what I'm saying is that some of those uh, DK boss fights are just brutal because if you lose one mini you have to start over again <laughs> but um anyway yeah that's my experience it wasn't wasn't as detailed and, and definitely a lot more fuzzy than yours um I mean, but i definitely had a lot of fun with what i did play yeah and i will say even if i had played like one attraction i would probably have several paragraphs to say about it i could draw anything out <laughs> unnecessarily Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. And that's why I love having you on, because you bring a lot of detail to it, and, and I don't have to remember as much <laughs> right off the bat. You kind of help me remember it as we go. Um, so, with experiences out of the way, we'll go ahead and talk a little bit about the general game discussion. We'll start with the uh, development of the game. Miniland Mayhem was developed by Nintendo Software Technology, NST. Uh, it was released on the 14th of November, 2010 for the Nintendo DS. Uh, Yukimi Shimura uh, directed it, and uh, Kensuke Tanabe Tanabe produced the game, and Lawrence Schwedler composed it. I'm horrible with names, so I probably butchered it. Uh, all three of those, but those are the people um, definitely uh, Tanabe is a big name in Nintendo at this time, produced a lot of things. So this game definitely gets that, that uh, Nintendo pedigree for sure. It wasn't like something handed, you know, handed off and farmed out. Definitely some good, good work done here. And the, the music is awesome in this game. Oh, there's a lot I of definitely them. like the little car- carnival type music that they produced for it. Yeah, I will say, uh, well, I, I definitely want to get more on the music uh, later because there's some interesting things I note. But I've been looking through, uh, I looked up Nintendo software technology, and interestingly, it appears to be almost like a, like it's, it's, a, it's a first party part of the Nintendo uh, corporation that makes a bunch of them. But it, it appears to like, like it, it didn't it has it, it made Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury, but not like Odyssey, which is very interesting looking on their Wikipedia page. Yeah, it's not a it's not like a Nintendo uh like R and D one. Like it's not a main it's not doing the big mainline titles. 
you definitely see some credits here and there where they've assisted in some things um, in some of the larger titles, but they, they definitely do get like some of the smaller stuff given to them, but nonetheless, we, they still make great games. Yeah. And it's, it's uh, not outsourced. It's still in the company. It's still part it's of still the in the company. Yes. Yep. But uh, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of craziness uh, with this development. Um, it was pretty straightforward. They they just kind of knocked it out and made a, a great game. So we're going to leave that there and we'll move on to the story. ask you like last time if you want to read this you can i'll let you read it uh sure i'll, I'll read the story miniland is having its grand opening and the first 100 customers get a free mini pauline donkey kong cuts in line to get one only to find that he was the 101st customer angered donkey kong kidnaps the real pauline and mario uses the minis to follow him through a number of attractions he eventually defeats Donkey Kong at the final Ferris wheel, but Donkey Kong kidnaps Pauline again. Mario follows him through the plus attractions, which are a lot like the normal attractions, but slightly different, and defeats him at the final Ferris wheel yet again, but then makes up for Donkey Kong's remorse by bending the rules and giving him a mini Pauline after all. Mario, Pauline, and Donkey Kong then ride the Ferris wheel as the Toads celebrate the end of the conflict between Mario and Donkey Kong, and the credits roll. It's definitely a more tame version of Donkey Kong from the past. Yes. And it <laughs> teaches a valuable lesson. Even, like, if you want a toy, just steal, just kidnap someone and force people <laughs> you'll get the toy you want <laughs> yeah at the you'll go through lengthy hostage negotiations and at the end they'll just give you the toy but you just have to keep running with your hostage yes through all the attractions and, and then you'll get your toy eventually mario will give up does this mean that they're like like you say like through the plus attractions which i i kind of assumed that like they just ran around in a circle and did it all again. But this also kind of implies that there's like two identical theme parks, like right next to him side by side, <laughs> slightly different theme parks. Uh, uh, one's a little bit more difficult theme park. Very slightly. Very slightly. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I didn't play the, any of the plus stuff this time, but I don't remember there being a, too much of a difficulty spike do actually, between all do of them. Do we know the difference? Of the level design or the difficulty? Uh, do, do you get less time? No. Uh, plus mode and do can I talk about the two modes right now? <laughs> like is this a segue? Yeah, that's fine. Alright. Yeah, we can we can move into gameplay. That's fine.
difference between plus mode and normal mode is that in plus mode, uh, you have to get the mini Mario's. Uh, in plus mode, instead of just the one mini Mario, there's like the five types: the the regular mini Mario, the Toad mini Mario, the Peach mini Mario, the oh, Mario yeah. Pauline, and you have to get them in order. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about all the different uh, kinds because I think by the in my last playthrough that I was doing, I only made it to where there's a uh, was it a mini Peach and a mini Toad. Right. Those are the because those are the first. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot about the mini Donkey Kong and the mini Pauline and the mini Pauline. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's a fun like. The thing about the order thing is that it's hit or miss, right? Like, sometimes it's, like, pretty kind of... It's pretty mind-bending to try and, like, rearrange the minis in the right order. Uh, it, it reminds me of of an episode of Curious George that I watched, where Curious... This is, def, this is very relevant. I've been waiting to talk about this for a month. Uh, so this is an episode of Curious George where, like he has to like redirect trains and get them in the right order. Uh, and I was always, a, I've always wanted to play a game that was based off of that episode of curious George. And it's not exactly the same. I still have to keep looking for the exact match, but this kind of stated that a little bit, not really. Oh, a, a little. Uh, no, no, so, you could cut that. Out. What's funny is, the the uh, the whole time, you know that Donkey Kong is wanting a mini Pauline. Mario's using them in the levels later. <laughs> yeah, they they show up a bunch. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he could just he could just steal one of the mini Paulines that are chasing after him. He would have one. Yeah, he wouldn't have to be so angry about it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what's going on with that. Also, like he could buy one, right? They seem to be. I don't know if Donkey Kong has money. I guess, but there are coins just scattered throughout the attraction. It can't be that hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, his he only knows cur his currency is bananas. So we come out, he, he doesn't he do coins. Selling bananas. Sell bananas to get coins. Yeah. The sequel. Donkey Kong opens a banana store <laughs> to raise yeah. money for his toy collection. That'd be great. That would be Dan. Um, but yeah, so we, since we moved to gameplay, we'll go ahead and talk a little bit about the uh, just the main stuff. So it's a 2D puzzle platformer, as if you haven't guessed, just by listening to us talk a little bit about it. Um, there's eight worlds themed around carnival attractions, uh, eight levels in each world. Uh, then there's the final boss, and then there's the two other uh, modes, uh, Rainbow Summit and Secret Warehouse. Not really modes. They're kind of just like extra worlds. Think of them like World 9, yeah. a lot of, of the Mario games. Oh, yeah. And, and basically the whole uh, whole point of this game, gameplay-wise, is that you can't control any of the mini Marios the only thing you can do is manipulate the world around them to get them to a destination. Um, 
Yeah. And there's all kinds of different variants of it. Sometimes there's a, you know, one mini Mario will have a key and he has to be in the front. So you have to rearrange their order a little bit, uh, which is the more simpler task than what we were talking about earlier, where you have yeah. five different mini toys that you have to put into a particular order to finish the level. Well, uh, um, let me to uh, elaborate on that. Every fourth level in, so like it's ordered, like every fourth level in an attraction uh, is one where you have multiple minis and they're in different capsules and they have different doors. So you have to get each yes. mini to each door, but the time limit, because normally when you get into a door, there's a time limit where you have to get them all in right next to each other uh, within a certain yeah. time order doesn't count is removed. So you can get them to the doors and in the main game, you can get them in any order uh into the, into their separate doors but they have to go to separate doors uh that is changed in plus mode where the level is the same the doors are in the same place but now you have to get them to their doors in the order that they're in yeah they're numbered yeah but only in plus mode uh and then the key level is uh that is every eighth one and the key level is always the level right before the final right before the donkey kong level yeah, you're unlocking the door to go to the boss, essentially. Yeah, it's, it's it's strictly ordered in this fashion, though, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I did notice that the each world the levels were ordered in particular, where you would see them show up in that same order every time. They're like colored different on the map, I think. Like, I believe one's yellow and one's red. Yep, this is true. And then you have a boss fight in each world, and then there's also like a uh, uh, like a bonus level. Is that what it's? It's called the mini game. Or yeah, uh, mini game level. The the mini games are actually pretty fun too. Yeah, I, I quite like the mini games. They're not that difficult. Like I didn't have too much trouble with them, but they're but they're kind of fun, and they have a lot of real time actiony uh, element to them. Yeah, they're definitely moving a lot faster than the normal game because you're you know the minis are coming through faster yeah i guess we should explain what happens in them uh basically the minis come down from pipes on like the top half of the screen and you have to direct them into specific boxes uh and they alternate uh in type in like so like in the first level uh you just have to deliver them to to boxes that that have like different multipliers on them so there's a times four box there's a times one box there's a times two box and there's like a times a negative one box they want to avoid and then in and then it'll alternate between those types and ones we have to get each mini type to a specific box and as you go through the attractions they add more types of minis that are worth more points if they get either into a times into a multiplier box or a uh, box that has their face on it. Yeah, and and the plus mode edition. Uh, re- in plus mode, each mini game removes a box, and underneath the boxes is a spike. Uh, so yeah, it is, ends the level if you hit those. Yeah, uh, so it adds that, and there's an extra bad thing that could happen. Uh, and basically, you, you have like a time limit and minis will come down in waves and after each waves the boxes will shuffle and they'll come down and occasionally timers will appear on the screen and you just have to get as many points as possible 
and there are three point thresholds, each worth one M coin. Yep. Which, again, we can also talk a little bit about the uh, obstacles in the world and the tools that you get to navigate them. Yeah. Uh, like the conveyor belts and the bridge, the uh, girders that you can use. It's it's kind of a resource management kind of game. It is, like, yeah, because you could run out. I kind of, but like the idea is, uh, as you go along, you pick up girders and things yep. and various other things. You get springs you can move, and that you'll have to, uh, and you'll have to move them around. Uh, and it's what basically mean why you can't just. There's like a real time element to it. You can't just set them. You can't just set everything up and set the minis off to go, because you don't have enough resources to do that. So you have to like be deleting bridges and making new bridges as the minis cross them. Well, and you can only make a bridge between two certain points, and then in some uh, cases, like with some of the DK boss levels, he'll destroy some of the points at which you can make a bridge using the girder. Mm -hmm. So he'll eliminate a path for you to take so you have to figure out an alternate route you also throw down enemies yeah yeah um the springs are interesting uh also figuring out that if you enter a pipe moving in one direction you'll exit the pipe and and move that same direction that is very important to learn Yes. Like I remember getting to the level, the first level that has a pipe and I couldn't figure it out for a minute. I was like, I had to, I finally it just dawned on me. Like I was watching him. He entered walking from that one direction and then he continued to walk in that direction because I needed him to go the other direction. <laughs> yes. But this only works if the pipes are oriented up and down, because they're orientated to right, they'll just go that direction, and this can be a useful way to turn them around and like switch. It them can up. be, yes. And yeah, if they're up or down, they you have to watch which way they're coming from, and you know, because they'll continue to go that direction when they come out the other side. And then World Five, they introduce the ladders, and then like you have to. Oh, oftentimes, you'll be like, "Oh, I'm going towards it," and then you forget there's a ladder, and like if it hits a ladder. Like some of the ladders are movable, but some of them aren't. And if it hits a ladder, it yep. will climb up the ladder. So you have to like keep climb it up. Yeah, keep doing it until you avoid the ladder. Yeah, um, yeah. There's it's it's definitely gets crazy. Like making sure that you have enough girders to pull something off. Uh, like you might necessarily, you might have to have. Uh, say like a spike pit covered and then you have to figure out how to create another bridge. So maybe you have to like, so, sometimes it gets real close to where you're destroying a bridge. That's, uh, you know, right behind the last mini in order to create the bridge in front of the first mini. So, I mean, it gets there, pretty hectic sometimes. There's usually a way to like do it a bit. Uh, like they, they usually give you a bit of leeway on it, but it is, uh, it especially gets very hectic, uh, it kind of like gets, it kind of waits until like the, the extra worlds to get super hectic. I, I never really felt like, like there was definitely some frustrating levels, but they were pretty much exclusively housed in special and, uh, expert, uh, which is the rainbow summit and the secret warehouse. Uh, yeah. And eight dash eight, eight dash eight was completely 
I don't know if I'm doing 8-8 yet right still. Like, I might have just found an exploit for how to get the hammer into the wall. That might have been... Un- that might be unintentional. I don't know if I'm doing that level right, because it feels like a kind of jank solution what I did. Like, I manipulated a slope, so, like, it hits the slope, and then it... Un- it's really hard to explain how it works, uh, but you could get the hammer power up, which allows you to break down walls. And so the minis mm-hmm. would go, and I had to have the minis, like, there's no obvious way to get the hammer to the wall before the time runs out on the power up. So what I did was I had them walk, because they're working to the left, I made a slope. When it touches the slope, the mini drops the hammer and they fling up in the air and come back down. So then I had to make sure there was another mini to catch them and push the mini to go the right way and then go into the thing. And I have no, like this feels harder than any of the other levels. And it it feels like a jank solution. So I'm not even sure if I'm doing it right. Uh, That's the only way I could figure out how to beat 8-8 with all the stuff. Yeah. And there's, I mean, that's the deal is that the levels aren't always necessarily difficult, but if you're trying to get the trophy, you know, time is a, a big factor. So you're trying to figure out how to solve these levels with collecting everything that's in them and in a certain amount of time. So, I mean, yeah, you could, you get like 300 seconds normally. So you could, you could use that whole time to complete the level if you want to, but you're not going to get the trophy <laughs> if you do that. Yeah. I've never run out of 300 seconds, but I've definitely had to retry a level uh, and do it tighter. Like, like just do everything yeah. a little bit tighter. Oh yeah. Uh, I haven't, uh, it usually has some leniency, like you don't have to do it perfectly, but you have to do it tight enough. You can't just waddle around everywhere. Uh, there has to be yeah, some exactly. cohesion to it. Yeah. But it, it all feels really good though. Like with the manipulation of the, uh, parts and pieces of each level, um, there's some, some levels that you'll be like, you'll get this solution and then you're like, wait a minute, I'm still missing like five seconds to get the trophy. And you'll realize one little thing you miss shave off that five seconds. And there's something really rewarding about that. Yeah. And like learning that you can change the direction of a Mario in the boss levels by creating like two diagonal, uh, conveyors that are opposite of each other and then delete one <laughs> and make them um, go the other direction. A bunch of the conveyor things we have to make, make conveyors going the wrong way with the knowledge you'll press the button and they'll go the right way by the time you want to use them. Exactly. Because yeah, then, every time he hits a switch, it'll change the direction of your conveyors on you. Yeah. Which I guess we could, we could talk a little bit about the, the boss battles if we want to. Ooh, the boss battles. Uh, you haven't you haven't seen all the boss battles. Uh, I mean, you've seen them all, but you haven't uh, experienced them. You didn't. Did you get to the spike boss battle? Uh, no. Like I said, I think I only got to level four boss battle. Yeah, or so, world four. Uh, there's in 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 attraction six. There's a mechanic where you can walk on walls, and there are also sparks that walk on walls too. And I hate this yeah. mechanic. It has killed me so many times. It, it stresses me out more than like the final level like does. Uh, the sparks stress me out. Uh, they they they're they're stressful, and thus uh, in the the DK battle you have to, you 
you don't have any girders. You don't have any invader boats. You only have those little platforms that switch which side your Mario is on. Uh, a few of the, the brown oh, blocker yeah. pack panels and sparks. And like, it wasn't that hard to do, but it was nerve wracking. Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, the, the thing that gets me the most about the DK uh, boss fights is if you lose a mini Mario, they don't consider it a 100% complete. Yes. I should, I should actually, I should point out how scoring works exactly. Uh, so in most levels, uh, actually, do you mind? I'll talk about scoring later because scoring means I have to talk about collectibles and the collectible system is kind of complicated. So yeah, we can, we can finish talking about the boss battles and then we can move on to the collectibles and the scoring system. So I'll go on to the scoring, but in short, you can't get a perfect score if a mini dies. So that means you have to start over, including the final boss where you're shooting the minis out of a cannon. Exactly. And it gets frustrating because I don't know how many times I started. I think the level four boss, um, just because you won't be paying attention and you'll be worried about something at the top of the level, trying to uh, hit one of the switches to uh, damage DK. And one of the other minis at the bottom will get released and you're not paying attention. And he'll walk into a spike pit or something or walk into it. You have an enemy fall from the sky and land on his head or something. You know. And you have to start all over again. <laughs> He'll make a sound. He makes a little, like, don't look like a startup. Yeah, he does. I wouldn't peek the mic but, at that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, the, the, yeah, I actually, I quite like the DK levels. Like, I know they can be very tricky, but I, I found out, I figured out how to manage them. Usually there's a way to, to like, I usually have like at least one safety precaution at the bottom to make sure that the minis don't immediately die. But, I don't know, there's, a, there's an element of frustration to them, but, like, I really do like the real-time value, and I think it does a really good job of feeling like a tenser situation, and one where there's definitely some things that can and do go wrong, but it's definitely not. Like, each one makes sure to use the gimmicks of the old of, of the level that you've been on, and, like... And it, it factors in everything you know and everything you know about resource management, but puts it in a more stressful situation. Exactly. Except for the final boss, which has nothing to do with any of that and has a cannon. Yep. Like You sh- shoot all your minis out of a cannon, hope they don't hit something they don't need to hit. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about the final, final boss, like the final Ferris wheel. I love how... It's like foreshadowed, like Super Sky Wheel happens, and you're and like you have that boss, and then you're on the next one. You're actually on the Sky Wall. That's in the like the Ferris wheel is in the background of the entirety of the final attraction. So you can see it. Yeah, I like how it's foreshadowed, and the boss is fun enough. Uh, You you have to dodge things, and you actually have to as well as aiming the cannon. Missiles will fire down at the cannon, and you have to like move the barrel of the cannon to dodge before you even fire them. Uh, and it's a fun enough fight, uh, if it can be a bit frustrating at times, but it feels very div- divorced from the rest of the of the game, 
and it takes up an entire like slot on the world map screen which made me feel a lot more like i was very hyped to find out what all three slots were and to know that one of them was just the final boss uh is kind of disappointing because you could see how many worlds there and you could see the slots and some of them are grayed out and you're like what is there what's there and the answer was uh i mean there's the special and extra levels which x expert levels which are nice but i don't know i like i I like the the final boss thematically but like I, i and it's fun enough to play but i don't really like how it doesn't really build off of anything mechanically it doesn't yeah, it doesn't tie into the, how the rest of the game worked, teaching where, you and then expecting you to perform. Yeah, whereas everything from the mini games to the Donkey Kong fights uh, to even plus mode uh, additions feel like natural progressions uh, based off of previous things you get. And, uh, and even stuff in the special and expert level gimmicks. I'm not sure if the expert levels have any gimmicks, but the special levels have the gimmick where all of the minis start at once instead of, uh, instead of you act choosing to activate them. And even that feels like a natural progression. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say I also don't like besides Donkey Kong appearing more progress, not progressive appearing more aggressive. I don't really know if there's that much of a difference between the plus mode fights and the normal mode fights. I mean, I think DK's more f- aggressive, but that's hard to measure. Yeah, like, I mean, you could get a timer out and see if he's changing the directions of your conveyors and stuff faster, maybe. Yeah. Or throwing I, more enemies. Yeah, I think I think it does attacks faster and more often, but it's hard precisely. Like, I could tell you, like, even, like, I think also in some of the other levels, it gives you less resources, but it's hard to tell. Uh, but at least yeah. for the other two level types, I had like a main thing that I knew plus mode did. I'm not quite sure what plus mode does with the, like I have some suspicions, but like, I don't have like that main detail I can point to, which I suppose I should finish up talking about plus mode. I kind of don't like plus mode <laughs> in that I do real. The thing is, the only major change, uh, the change in the minigames, like getting the minigame in the in the minus one box versus getting the minigame uh, in the spikes that ends it, that's very definitely a more severe consequence, but it's not that much of a severity. And, yeah, you can just restart. Yeah. And, but the main thing about plus mode is that like it, you have to get the minis in an order. And the big problem with that is that this is a very hit or miss change. In some levels, I feel like this changes drastically. Like I had some quite a bit of fun and even a bit of like quite a bit of fun trying to finagle the minis into the right order. And on some levels, they just went into the right order, like naturally, like my previous solution turned out like whatever they thought was scrambling up the order didn't actually scramble it. Like, like I already had the solution. And the vibe I get from plus mode is the vibe I get a lot from some of the difficulty modes I, I encounter in this game is that it could have been either A, a difficulty mode available from the start, or B, the default. 
I do not feel like I need to play the game twice just to experience plus mode and normal <laughs> mode separately. Oh, like, uh, yeah. When I said I dislike plus mode, that's probably misleading. I think I would add, I think it'd be more accurate to say I would prefer to just play plus mode. <laughs> I would, yeah, plus mode should have been the normal mode. Yeah. They did not need to split this up. There was not that big of a difference between them. And playing through the game twice just feels repetitive. I like the addition that it has. And plus, uh, plus, uh, but if, <laughs> if the, if the, like, then it doesn't matter, right? If the, if the order is only sometimes an issue, if having the order, uh, is only, is just a normal element instead of an added element, there's not that pressure for it to be something that adds challenge in every level. Although it's just an aspect. And yeah. so I feel like that aspect would have worked better if I wasn't constantly being like, oh, nothing happened. How disappointing. Because I, it yeah. is a good element. I like that element. It just doesn't feel like... It doesn't feel like it needs its own mode. Yeah. It could have been something that was just gradually put into the normal game with different yeah. attractions. Yeah, that is true. Or I think it would have been fine if like, it was like a difficulty mode where you could choose it from the start. You didn't have to unlock yeah. plus mode. Then it's like, oh, yeah, I'll just play on expert they mode. Wanted to, yeah, they wanted to make sure you were ready for it. I was ready <laughs> for it. I was always yeah. ready for it. Like, there are tricky well, moments in this game, but plus mode doesn't add anything that spectacularly tricky. You know. So I was going to say, if you want to, you can break down the uh, power-ups and the, the scoring now if you want to. All right, scoring. Uh, I'm going to complain a little bit uh, about some of this, too. Uh, I really do like this game, uh, and I like generally the brief play, but uh, I don't like how coins work. Uh, so the way coins work is if you get 100 coins, you get an M coin. And I'm not sure why they did this because there's like there's a set amount of end coins in the world but you can grind regular coins to get more m coins and i feel like this is messy uh because so the, what the m coins so there's one m coin in every level including the donkey kong levels and there's three m coins as discussed earlier in each mini game uh and that thus uh and in the special world, so this, so doing some basic mask, that's eight coins per level, plus one in the DK, plus three, that's nine plus three is 12. That's 12 in each attraction times eight attractions, that's 96, uh, plus the final boss is 97, and plus uh, all the special world levels is 20, and plus the expert levels. There are 127 M coins in the game if you're going to 100% things. Uh, the special levels are unlocked with M coins, but there's only, and you unlock one every five M coins, and it only goes up to 100. So even without every 100 coins giving you an M coin, uh, you can get every single special level like really like it's way too many m coins there's already yeah. too many m coins and then they like before you even get 
yeah. to the, like all the way through the special, you've already unlocked all the levels. If you've been hundred percent in the whole time. Yeah. And they add, and like you desperately don't need the coins to give you more M coins because you don't need any more M coins. Uh, as I told you that in my normal attraction playthrough, I played through the special modes as soon as I unlocked them. And like, I started seeing attractions I didn't know how to use because they came up before I got to them in the other, in the normal attractions. Cause they came, yeah. Cause the balancing on that is way off and the coin, like the coins just don't help. Uh, and, uh, it's, no, but the coins, and I mean, the only reason that you need all the coins is to get the trophy. And that's why I don't think they needed to give you M coins because there's already a reason. Yeah, the M coins seem pointless. Yeah. Uh, I like the idea. All right. So here's the, here's the, like, so the M coins are collectible. Every level also has a card, uh, a little spinning card. Uh, and that includes the Donkey Kong. And that means there's nine spinning cards in each world. And that, and they all spell out mini Mario and getting all nine cards in each world gets, allows you to play the mini game. And I like what they're going for here because like all of the collectibles separately unlock things. The M coins unlock things in the special world. The cards unlock the mini games uh, and the coins unlock more M coins. And therefore each of these on their, if you just want one of those things, you can just collect those powers. But if you want the trophy, you have to get everything. Yep. On the other hand, I really don't think the coins needed to do anything. The coins already act as like something to make getting the trophy a challenge. They didn't need to yeah. also give you M coins. I like that the cards and the M coins in, I think the M, there should have just been the M coin in the level and the coin should have been something you needed for the trophy. So you need to get everything to get the trophy, but if you only wanted to see the special levels and if you only wanted to see the mini games, you could just go for the cards and the M coins. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that they separated them out because you know somebody might not always be able to get everything to get the trophy. Yeah. So I do like that the trophy doesn't unlock anything. It does. The, the trophy, trophy unlocks. unlocks something. Oh yeah, I was getting to that. Uh, the no, trophy... I, th- I didn't think the trophies unlocked anything. <laughs> no, no. I love... Uh, I I think... See, the thing is, I actually really like the system, except for the coins thing. The coins, I think, work perfectly fine as small extra things you need to get the trophy, rather than something which gets you more M coins. Uh, the trophies unlock expert levels. Oh, okay. So they're just the other currency for the other... Yeah. Ten uh, trophies will unlock an expert level. And it's, but I quite like how it's done because it's balanced well. Because if we do the same math, uh, there's nine levels with a trophy in on each world. The main eight and Donkey Kong. Times eight is 72, plus the final level, plus the 20 special levels, gives you only 93 trophies. And plus the 10 and expert gives you 103 trophies. So there's only three extra trophies, which means if you want to see all the levels, you have to get most of the trophies, but not all of them. And I think that works fine. 
I think it's really well balanced. Like if you want to see the final, final expert level, you have to get a lot of it. You have to beat a lot of the game and get a lot of the trophies, but you don't have to get every trophy to see the final expert level. Uh, and I think I like that balance to it. Like it's still, the trophies feel like they're a lot better balanced uh, with the expert levels than the M coins do with their abundance because the coins give you M coins and you just get a ton of M coins. And I feel like first off, the coins shouldn't give you more M coins and they probably should have given you a few more special levels up to 120 so that like the 127 M coins you can get throughout the game. Uh, feel like they have yeah but like you have to play you can only skip on on two levels because one of those trophies is for beating the final level if you want to see the final level and i think that's i think that i think i like how that's balanced all right was there anything we didn't touch on Uh, a ton of little details uh, I, I still haven't talked about the level editor, and I wanted to mention a few things about the music and sound effects, and a little bit about the background it. details. All right, so wrap up. Uh, wrap up on random stuff is first off, the teacups tra- attraction, attraction three. They, I think they have like three D teacups in the background or something. I just thought that looked kind of neat. Uh, yes, what? I know what you're talking about. Uh, the uh, the sound effects, I like the sound effects. They have a certain charm to them. The cutscenes are these like weird, like, like I, the cutscenes have this charming nostalgia to them. But on the other hand, they're these like weird, like slideshow cutscenes uh, that has this thing. Yeah, uh, this game reminds me. I mean, it's definitely getting a lot of its uh, influence from the original Donkey Kong on Game Boy. Like, it's the same kind of thing. Like. In between each uh, world, you get like a, a cut scene that kind of explains how Mario is going to get through the next attraction. And I like those, but also you can't skip them. And they play the exact same cut scene in plus mode, but like with two different minifigures <laughs> instead of just the Mario minifigures. Uh, yeah. like, that would be kind of annoying. The DK cutscenes, the one that play before each DK level, and I do like them, are. Uh, are are the same in plus mode so i don't know why they made special plus mode versions of the attraction uh introductions but they did uh i like the sound effects of pauline and doggy kong but they got a bit repetitive because it's the same oh no help me i scream every single time and i found pauline's voice in this feels like weirdly like weirdly like sensual it, it weirded me out a little bit especially when you save her in the end uh, like this the, the thank you sound sound effect uh made me feel a bit weirded out uh donkey kong how sweet bye bye Thanks for playing. You know, that was a fun game. <laughs> um, yeah. It's all in the voice acting on that. Yeah. Uh, 
bonuses in the options. You can unlock various bonuses. The main th thing you unlock is more stuff to do in the level editor, which we'll get to, but you can also unlock a sound test where you can listen to all the sound effects and all the music, uh, as well as uh, a theater where you can see all the attraction. You can rewatch every single attraction cutscene and their plus variants, as well as the opening cutscene and the two ending cutscenes and all, all of the DK cutscenes. So you can watch those anytime you want, which is nice. Uh, it you already watched them twice. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do it at that point, but I, I always like to congratulate it on special features, which I think are nice, even if they're not useful. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, and then before we talk, the last thing before we talk about the the construction mode is I really like the music on the menu screen. Uh, it's like that, bum bum, bum bum bum, bum uh, or something oh, yeah. like that. Because you can put up a clip so you don't have to listen to me singing. Uh, but yeah. sorry, I'm, I'm introducing more work for you. Sorry. But I like it because each attraction uh, has like its own spin on the theme. And so you'll go through each of them and they'll like, it'll like adaptive audio and switch it with each, like the music will keep playing, but it'll seamlessly switch to the version for whatever world you're on. And I also like that ex the expert one, when you go to the secret warehouse, the expert levels, it's just the drum line. <laughs> yeah. And if you go to plus mode, it raises the tempo. So it's a faster, it, 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 the same versions, but they go faster in each of the plus mode menu.
and I just really liked that detail. Uh, I I mean, I like the detail on the rest of the music, but I really liked that detail as well as uh, I think there's only one level with like eight minis, but there's a unique sound effect. So, so if you notice when you get a mini in the door, it'll have a sound effect and every subsequently mini will have like a longer version of the sound effect. And there's a level with eight minis and like the sound effect extends like quite a bit. It's just really satisfying. And like that sound effect, I, as far as I know, appears once in the game because I'm pretty sure there's only one level with eight minis in it. Uh, so the final, final yeah. sound effect, because if there's a level with three minis in it, it'll only play the first three sound effects. But like it, it goes up and up and up and up to eight. And I like that each of those has a, each mini uh, has like a separate sound effect uh, after it to all the way up to eight uh minis you put that in two if you find it the level is s17 so if you need to find the sound clip for the mini things yeah that's where so i could probably find it somewhere yeah so yeah that's it's probably in the sound effects and the sound test uh probably i think there's like over 200 sound effects so it's got to be in there well, I guess I'd have to check. I think it's like a hundred or something. I think it's over a hundred fifty, but I don't think it's over two hundred. I might be remembering wrong, though. I didn't spend a lot of time in the sound test. Yeah, I thought there was more than that. Oh, and some of the sound effects are Pauline's voice. This, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> I was trying to see if I could find it real quick. I mean, for the sound effects, I can always uh, send a video of like the sound effect I mean later. Yeah, I mean, you can talk about the online, and I'll try to see if I can find it. I'm not going to talk about the online because the online, I can't. I didn't get to play the online, but I can. Or, or the construction other. mode is what I mean. Construction mode. Uh, there's a tutorial. Uh, I went through the tutorial, even though the person who had the cart before me had already done the tutorial, so I didn't have to. It's kind of bare bones. It's like it's it only it, it teaches you how to like place tiles, and then place tiles in a more complicated situation, and then place the red blocks, and then place the red girders in a more complicated situation, and that's it. That's the end of the tutorial. It teaches you those two things in a weirdly large amount of detail and then nothing else. Uh, it's <laughs> kind of weird. But I think the reason for that is because you unlock, one of the main things you unlock is different elements to be used on as you go. And uh, it's a pretty, 
there are some limitations, and I'll talk about the limitations because they're noticeable. So it'll probably sound like I'm ragging on it, but I think comparatively, this is a very open editor for the time. Even if there are limitations, this is a pretty stand like this is a substantially open editor compared to a lot of them. Uh, so when you enter a level, you can choose to either make it a vertical level, a horizontal level, or like a big square, uh, which, um, yeah, that's, those are your, your, your options, uh, based on layout. And you can also, uh, create four types of levels, uh, which, and it's really weirdly done because you can either make a normal level a multi-door level, like the like like described uh, earlier, a key level, and a magnet level. <laughs> if you can, oh geez, a magnet level. If you're confused, what I mean uh, by that, instead of the magnet tiles being like a game element that you can add in the editor, it's like a game mode. So like, you have to do you have to pick magnet mode to make the magnet levels. And that means you can't make a magnet key level or a magnet level with multiple doors. And I think that's kind of disappointing because those exist in the game. Because like the magnet mode, the magnet attraction has levels with multiple people in it and the key level. But you can't make that because magnet levels is its own option in the editor for some reason of a game type. <laughs> Also disappointing is you can't do plus mode attraction. You can't make it so it matters the order that you get the that they get the minis in. Disappointing, but overall makes sense. Like plus mode is its own addition, and it kind of makes sense that they wouldn't add it in. Just disappointing. Interestingly enough, uh, you could only add. Interestingly enough. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say, uh, but, uh, so those are the basic things, uh, inside each of the, so if you played Mario Maker, you probably understand this, but it, each of the items in it are subdivided into groups and pretty much every item in the game you can use, which is really nice. Again, I have a very, like, despite my gripes about the stupid magnet level thing, uh, this is a pretty open editor. You can use uh, pretty much any element that the regular game uses. And uh, what was it? Oh, they're, they're, they're subdivided into categories and you have like a certain amount of each categories. Like, you know how Mario Maker works. Yeah. Where like you have like uh, a certain amount of enemies and a certain amount of uh, ground tiles. Well, in yeah, that you can place. Yeah, in Mario vs. Donkey Kong, you have a certain amount of springs and a certain amount of these pipe. Like, so they're subdivided into different groups, and you have a certain amount of them that you can use. And uh, you can, uh, as well as there's like a total, like there's like a total amount of stuff. So there's this bar that goes down. But even making a pretty full level, I only got the bar down to 88%. Or 
well, not 80, 80%. I'm actually not sure. But like, I didn't get close to the full limit. I got close to the spring limit because I made a level made entirely of springs. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't get close to the overall limit. Uh, and so, again, it appears that you've got a lot of options. It's not, you can't, you can't, it's not the gold standard where you can make absolutely any level in the game in the thing. But it's fairly close. Like, it's, it's got a lot. Uh, and the, your reward, if you go through and get, like, full 100% on every single level and get every single trophy in both normal and plus modes, is you get to place Pauline dolls in normal Mario levels. Which doesn't sound like a very good, big thing, but I, it's nice that it unlocks something. I actually wasn't expecting it to do anything. Yeah. Beyond aesthetically adding another star to the profile or something. Uh, but no, you you yeah, get the Pauline doll. Yeah, you get Pauline dolls in the editor, and they don't do anything. But like, it's like almost a bragging rights because then if you put it online and people see your level has a Pauline doll, it's like a bragging right. Like they know you. Like, like, yeah, they know you did it. Yeah. So that's actually not. I have seen a lot worse completion rewards, but it kind of yeah. and it makes sense. Look at Breath of the Wild Korok seeds. <laughs> I don't know what happens when you get the core seeds, but I don't think anything happens. So, uh, uh, yeah, you can look it up. You'll be disappointed. I probably won't. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be disappointed. But I think that's a nice reward, especially since after you've beaten everything in the game, what's left to do but fool around in the editor and check it out. And I, I quite like it. This isn't about the game itself. Do you want it? Oh, I forgot. I forgot a few things. Uh, there's also a map and a help mode. Did you ever use help mode? I never did use help mode. I would not have known help mode existed if I didn't read through the manual, which also looks very nice. It's a very nice manual. It's got little pictures. There's like minis running around on it. It's very nice. But I wouldn't know this. So if you press the shoulder buttons, if you press on the right shoulder button, uh, it'll show you a map, which is useful. But if you press on the left shoulder button, it'll show you the... What's it called? Uh, it'll show you help mode. And then you can tap on any item on the screen, and it will give an explanation of it. And this is just available nice. at all times at any level. Uh, except the DK levels. Uh, there's no map or help mode in the DK levels. <laughs> you don't oh, no, get you can't have that. <laughs> I, I did find the uh, I did find the sound effects and music uh, numbers. So there's 137 music tracks and 235 sound effects. I see you were right. I concede my point. In the menu. Thank you. Uh, 137 music tracks is pretty impressive, though. Yeah. For I mean, a it DS probably... game with with really only like eight or well you know, 10 different levels or worlds. Yeah. I mean, it probably has every single version of the menu music, which uh, probably, <laughs> but <laughs> I still think that I think the menu music was a cool thing that happened. So I'm going to let that slide. Uh, this isn't technically just like, this is supposed to be an episode about just the game. Is it okay? Do you want to hear about the level I made? Sure. That's an experience. Right. Let's do it. Yeah. So the level I made is based off an old childhood favorite. 
And I don't think I recreated it exactly because the memory is all fuzzy, but the basic premise of it was how evil can I be with springs? And so the main premise is uh, you have a purple spring and those are the vertical ones. They bounce you up. And my thing was uh, it is very hard to do, but technically possible uh, to like, if you place the springs right up against each other to bounce from a purple spring and in the time Mario is in the air, tap away the purple spring and put the next one in. Oh, geez. I made a giant. (laughs) What a real time. I made a giant staircase. uh, But then I realized every level has to have at least two mini Marios. And that presents a problem, right? Because you can't do that with too many Marios. No, your timing wouldn't work. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a disappointment. And so, and also the zigzag isn't natural. So what I, and the other thing is each level needs to have an M coin and a card, right? In keeping with spirit, with the level design, I wanted like, you have to do a perfect run and get a trophy before it says complete. And I wanted that to happen, but I, I also wanted to make, I wanted there to be a, I wanted the M coin and the card to be separately collectible. So you did something different for each, like in the spirit of the game where like, oh, you can get either the M coin or the card or everything. So like, I wanted to do that in the spirit of the game. And then I got thinking. So Mario starts at the bottom. Uh, so I decided I would make the challenge easier. I gave you two springs. I'm very generous. And uh. you'd get up to the thing. And and then I placed the card just floating out in midair. And what you have to do is you have to bounce off the right, like because it's a zigzag, right? You go up one way and then to the left. And then I ran out of space. So it's just... It's not a zigzag, it's like an arrow sign with the with the purple springs. And I made the... So if this is the arrow sign with the purple springs, the M card is out here. And you have to, on the way up, see the M card, and on the way back to the left, choose the right spring to bounce off of to get the M card, and then quickly scroll down and place a spring on the lower part of the of the of the of the of the of the sign. So that the Mario doesn't die. Ah, oh, jeez. So that's that the sounds challenge. way, way complicated. That's the challenge number one. The second challenge, the card, the way you get the not the M. So that's the that's the card. Uh, the way you get the the coin is I put Pauline at the top, and she's right next to the entrance. And you can either and like I I gave you a conveyor and I said okay. You can either make the conveyor from right to left and you'll get in the entrance and it'll be really easy and you'll you'll only have to worry about one bouncing. But if you put it to the right, you get the card, but it puts Pauline at the bottom. And that means you have to, with two strings, juggle the two Ma- the Mario and Pauline on the staircase. Oh, man. Now, this actually... Yeah, that'd be rough. I also made a branching path uh, where... Because uh, to turn around on the purple staircase, I use on the purple staircase. I used crumbling rocks, uh, and so 
I made it so you can only go up the purple staircase once. So how are you supposed to get anything? I made a second staircase that intersects with the purple staircase and goes around it using yellow springs. And so the route that you have to do is you have to go mostly up to the purple staircase. And I decided to make it easier. There's a coin that like, there's like, there's a coin above every st every spring I want you to use. And so some of the spring purple springs don't have coins. And that tells you where I want you to jump off. Because uh, you don't have to go on those springs. And then to get it perfect, you have it jump off. Then you activate Pauline. And then the you have to get the the Pauline and Mario up halfway up to the purple staircase. Where instead of turning around, it will fall down onto the yellow alternate path. Uh, where they will bounce up the yellow path. And there's coins on the yellow path. So that if you want to get the trophy, you have to use both paths as well. Oh, and man. That is the level. I have video of me completing it and a lot of video of me not completing it and dying. You'll have to, uh, you'll have to post that on YouTube or something where you have more room to post. Yeah, maybe. Because I guess I could probably throw it on YouTube. I mean, my, I'll throw it. I might throw it up on my archive channel where I do my stream archives. Because like, I don't want it yeah. on the main channel. And then just point people to it. Yeah. Yeah, and then you can and then you can watch me and get a better idea of what this monstrosity I created was. Uh, but I was quite proud of it, and I'm I was very quite proud of it. I was especially proud that like I could get the I got the design philosophy in, where you have to do a different thing for both getting the card and the M coin and getting the trophy, and that you could go for any of these levels, and they all provided a separate amount of challenge. I love it. Thank you. So, uh, with all the gameplay wrapped up, I just have a couple of fun facts. Um, something I noticed right away is if you are playing on your DS and you shut the DS, uh, Mario will talk to you after you shut your DS. <laughs> He'll ask you to like come back, or uh, he has like a various amount of things that he can say whenever you do that. And then he says something when you open it back up as well. Like if you're just taking a break for a minute, I mean, that was something that was pretty cool. Yeah. That is, isn't that also a thing in like in new super Mario bros where it'll say like, bye bye. When you like close. Yeah. I think it's, a, it's along the same lines. Yeah. Which but is pretty cool. Interestingly, instead of bye bye, in every single like there are three sound clips and in every single one of them Mario is somewhat is in some way annoyed at you. Yeah, that you're quitting, which which like yeah. in today it's always like Nintendo's telling you you need to take a break <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. There's there's come back here, there's like one where he like derails into mumbling, and there's yeah. one where he says you hit his head <laughs> when you close the disc. Yeah. So there, yeah, there's the sound effects. And then also this is the final Mario game for the DS. So yeah. this was it. This kind of closed the, that chapter of the DS uh, for Mario and you wouldn't see him again until the three DS comes out. So on handhelds. Yeah. 
So yeah, there wasn't wasn't a whole lot of fun facts, but I just found a couple that we could throw in. There's an extra fun fact that we found before the show. Oh yeah, you can go ahead and we can talk a little bit about that. So both John and I have the red case version of the of the game because it comes in a red case like a lot of Mario games do. Uh, but there is a variant of the game that comes packed in, like there's a pack in version that comes with the DSi that has a black case. Uh, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, we were talking a little bit and scrambling around trying to figure out why there was a, a black case version of this game for sale. Yeah. Um, Turned out it comes we found out it was... Yeah, it's a pack-in. And then also there, uh, I found an article on Nintendo Life from... Uh, what was it? It'd be about 11 years now ago. And... Uh, they said that if at some point, whenever they decreased the price of the DS Lite, they also ran a line of million seller Mario games with the red case. So that's where all the red cases come from. Which is interesting. So there is a chance that this game sold with the black case, not as a pack in, but we did find the pack in one as well. So and, there, and there's also the chance that it initially sold. It's hard to tell. No, not, people don't keep good yeah. records of exactly how the case variants work, but I find them at yeah. least interesting enough that I wanted to mention them. And uh, yeah, that's Mario vs. DK. Uh, we had a lot of fun talking about it and a lot of fun playing it. Um, again, kind of disappointed that we had so many people that were super hyped for playing this game this month and then didn't get as much... Uh, people that wanted to come on and talk about it afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we, we might, had the one that mattered, the one that hundred percented it. So and we, we mined an hour and 21 minutes out of just talking about this game. Uh, and I actually, how long is the normal episode of this show? Uh, I usually run anywhere from like an hour to an hour and a half. So we're, we're doing pretty good. We did it. But uh, we, d- yeah, we did. So what I like to do is uh, we'll go ahead and start the outro part of the show and I'll give you a chance to kind of, if you could think of anything we missed about the game, uh, and then also a chance for you to promote any content that you have coming out anytime soon. trying to think but i i really don't think that we missed anything in this game i'm, I'm nope, i think sure. we got that one covered uh, so you can go ahead and promote your youtube channel and and your playthroughs and stuff yeah so uh yeah so let's see i have a twitter by the way it's philip paulson too and uh that's where i announce stuff so if you miss the next episode that i'm on of on top of Reggio, there's another way to figure out what I'm doing. Uh, that's but it's true. But the other, the other thing is uh, I run a YouTube channel currently called Flight Ship, where I, I I upload 
recordings of myself playing video games as well as I stream uh, myself playing video games live. Uh, it's kind of a weird time because uh, I'm just on the tail end of series. Like I just finished Kirby's Adventure on extra mode. It only took eight streams, uh, multiple of which were just me struggling to get perfects on the mini games because I said, I want to review this game and I need to play every single part of it. Uh, but if you're hearing this on Wednesday, I stream Wednesdays at 7 PM. And if you come on Wednesday, uh, there's one more stream left where we listen to everything in the sound test. So you can join in on that or more likely you'll come the Wednesday after that, where I start a blind ish playthrough of breath of the wild. Uh, I'll be directed. Yeah, there you go. A directed playthrough I'm directed by my friend, uh, Galaxy Wolf. They will be helping awesome. me. Sounds, uh, sounds like a blast. There's also the archive channel, uh, which will presumably be where the footage of me beating that beating my level goes, and is also where you can watch the rest of the series. The playthrough I'm currently doing is Bowser's Fury. Uh, that's the pre-recorded playthrough that's just being uploaded, and the finale should be out next Tuesday. Uh, so you can see that. And after that, I think it's going to become in Kirby's dream course with my father. Uh, so that'll be fun. And sometime in the nebulous future, I will be creating a review channel that I'm going to call captain's log. And I will be posting my review of Kirby's dreamland, the predecessor to Kirby's adventure. Uh, and I've got the entire thing filmed. I just really need to get on the editing process. But it's I I've been promoting this I promoted this last time I was on a retrologic related show. So like I'm just gonna keep mentioning that it's in progress. Uh, and one of these times That's all it takes you can see it. Awesome. Well, I, at this time, I'd like to just tell everyone that uh, if you're not checking out Flightsy's YouTube uh, channel, to go check that out. It's definitely worth uh, worth uh, stopping by and, and subscribing to, and get all the updates for that stuff, and also uh, your streaming efforts, because I know that takes time out of your your busy schedule of school and everything, and uh, it's definitely worth paying attention to. Um. Also, uh, I'm sure everyone would like to know that the next show's uh, game topic is going to be Super Bomberman. Ooh. So I don't know if anybody has experience with that, but I'll be reaching out shortly to find some experts. And that pretty much rounds out the show. Uh, thanks for listening on Topic Retro, part of the Retrologic family of podcasts. If you'd like to send in your personal experiences for the next show but don't have Discord, uh, you can send them to ontopicretro at gmail.com. If you haven't joined the wonderful non-toxic Retrologic Discord and would like to, you can visit retrologic.games for details on how to join for free. Uh, you can check out all the other episodes, all the other podcasts uh, that we do there. Uh, we have Retrologic, uh, which is the main podcast, and then we also have Retro Groove, which is a music-based podcast. Um, that will be coming out of hiatus here pretty soon. So you'll be able to check out some new episodes from those guys as well. I also don't want to forget uh, Sam, our, one of our other co-hosts on Retrologic, also puts out a very nice blog on the website 
Uh, lots of very good reading there if you haven't stopped by yet. But that's that's it for this episode. So stay tuned for more, and we'll see you guys later. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on, Flightsy, and hopefully we'll have you on again soon for another game. Th- thank you for having me. And, yeah, thank, th- thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't have anything else. <laughs> you're, you're good. And we'll see you guys later. Bye now. Bye.